Welcome to Our Stories. I'm your host, Josh Awin. I'll be discussing with my guests stories about what makes them Jewish. We'll dive into their bonds to Judaism and what they hope to pass on to the next generation. Regardless of denomination, gender, or geography, I hope to highlight the commonality between us all through these episodes. Thank you for joining me for these stories, Our Stories. Hi there. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Um, your name? First My name only, please. Barb. Hi, Barb. Um, and we are in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we are talking today about your Jewish experience. We're, we're here with a little friend. Who's our friend? Goldie. Hi, Goldie. Keep sleeping. Baby Goldie. Um, so I just want to talk to you, the, the podcast, our stories, and the idea is to collect basic memories that we all can kind of share and collect and, and have a kind of a, a through line uh, to everybody's story eventually. kind of has a lot of similarities, kind of figure out what the similarities are between people who are off the podcast. You can kind of listen back and, and hear other people's after this. So cool. um, the, the basic memory is, is what is your very, very first uh, Jewish memory where you, you said like this is Jewish whether it's like huh. at a Passover Seder or with uh, a grandparent or something like that where you remember looking up and being like you are this is we're Jewish we're Jews this is Jews yes we're Jewing right now super Jews yeah so I don't know if there's one particular oh, moment that gosh. you had you know it's hard I would almost say uh, it all kind of blends together because my childhood was you know Bethel preschool Temple, you know, Tico, Herzl Camp. Um, but I do, I do mem- remember vividly uh, doing like the Shabbat, doing Shabbat Friday night dinners and realizing that none of my other non-Jewish friends did Shabbat Friday night dinners. Where? Our, are my family house. at my house, yeah. Who would come to those? Uh, it was always me and my parents and my brother. Uh, we didn't often have other people come. It was just the four of us, and it was Friday nights. We lit the candles. We did the challah. Yeah. Um, we, whether we ate cheeseburgers after, didn't, it wasn't the point. It yeah. was Friday nights, was Shabbat, and I grew up in a, such a Jewish upbringing that I started to recognize, I thought that was normal. And when I started to recognize that other people didn't do Friday night Shabbats. As in both Jews and non-Jews. No, I just, in my youth, differentiated non-Jews did not. Jews did. Okay. And then, yeah, later I'm sure I realized that there was differences. Yeah. And non-Jews didn't always go to camp in the summer together with each other. Yeah. Uh, didn't hang out with each other every week. And then, right. But I went to even, I mean, Bethel Preschool with the Pillsbury Doughboy on the wall yeah so is there a memory that you have from being at, at the oh preschool um at bethel preschool and is there something Jewy? that you remember like a play or a, a passover oh, something um well we always did passover we i mean, just remember doing i didn't it didn't occur to me that it was anything different than the norm the norm which is awesome yeah right that i thought that was normal all of it. To celebrate all the Jewish holidays, to be at a synagogue for preschool. Yeah. Didn't even occur to me. And we'll get to it later, but that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm doing with this little... That one there. 
babushka. Nice. Yeah. All right. So then moving on. So everything is normal. Everything is Jewish. And then moving on into yeah. adolescence, into like BBYO, like yep. in high school, was yeah. there a moment that, that, I don't know, maybe someone said something derogatory yes. or is there something? I remember. There's derogatory. A, a moment in, in high school that, that you're like, well, I'm Jewish yeah. again. Here I am uh, again as a Jew. Yes. Well, my, so again, my whole high school was, I mean, I went to a, a high school that had a nice percentage of Jews. Mm-hmm. I was Tamatora. I went to uh, Ramah camp in the summer. And then um, I did. So Tamatora is just Hebrew a, school. A after school Hebrew school program. Yes. So after you went to Three school days all a week. day, you went to Hebrew school. Yes. And then Camp Ramah is an overnight program for eight weeks in the in summer. In the summer. I'm actually realizing now how much it was. At the time, it was just what. I just did. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me that it was a lot. Um, and it's Hebrew school is where I saw my friends that I didn't see during school. That so, you would then go to camp with. And then I went to camp with some of them. Right. And some went to Herzl. And then on Saturdays, were you a teacher? At, sure. At a, at a, I don't think I taught. I think I, but I did the SMP, the yeah. Saturday program for bat mitzvah until I was bat mitzvah. But I kept it Tamatora. I stayed at the Hebrew school. I did all of the youth groups. I did... I, we belonged to a Adath, but I'd switched from Bethel when I was 15. So I did Bethel USY. I then did Adath USY. I did BBYO. And I did Temple Israel, the play. You just wanted Tip-D. all of it. Yeah. What do you think that was that you, had, that you wanted that much? Boys. Okay. I liked, I liked uh, new boys everywhere I went. Okay. Um, no, I think the... I had friends from each place. So I, and then I did Mus, and my two best friends were, uh, one was in Madison and one was here, and sh- that's why. So we would get together at the conclave, we could do the conclaves together if we all went and pretended that we were that yeah. denominator. I mean, whatever yeah. it was, right? So I think part of it was, we did, BBYO I had a lot of friends that were in, so I did BBYO. Yeah. That was probably the one I did like the relig- most religiously. Yeah. And then... No pun intended. No pun intended. Right. And then Temple Israel was... I had a crush on Andrew Zidell. <laughs> so I wanted to be in the play. Okay. Had a bunch of friends in the play. It was all social. So it was all just... Social. A, a way to be social... With Jews. With Jews. Yeah. Although ha- you did have non-Jewish friends outside of everything, but you sure. spent so much time yeah. in the communities. Some of my best friends weren't Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. In so my best friends group at school. We're not Jewish, but no. you spent ninety percent of your time. It sounds like a majority, a bulk of your time yes. in the Jewish community. Yes, just because that's where you f- kind of flocked to. Yes, that's where all my friends, all my other friends were. Yeah, so yeah. There's almost like two groups of friends. Sort of, and then they would. Con- kind I of mean, you know, my best school. friend at school, Andrea, wasn't Jewish, but because of me, I mean, she went on mus. Really. Uh huh. Yeah, she was one of the like Jews, the non-Jews that went on mus. Dated a Jew. Uh, hung out with all the Jews. Everyone thought she was Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. But we, and she was my best friend. She wasn't Jewish. I had some really close friends that weren't, but I don't know. Yeah. I just so like, this, so, it was a social aspect. So yes. So this was actually really late. I was probably, I was with Andrea. I bet I was a junior or senior in high school before I heard the first derogatory term. I didn't know what it meant. I was, and it wasn't that I lived in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't been surrounded by someone who would use, it was someone we were at a party. She lived in Woodbury. Long story, but I... She went to Hopkins. And I um, was at a party with her in Woodbury or somewhere in their outskirts. And someone said, Jude him, something about Jude him down. I Jude him down. 
And I had never, I didn't even know what it meant. So I said, what? You what? I thought he said chewed. Yeah. Right? I said, you, you what? He said Jude. And I made the guy explain it because I didn't know. I was not being, playing dumb. Yeah. I said, what do you mean Jude him down? You know, and he had yeah. to explain it. And I realized that, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. And I kind of liked that he felt like an ass. I mean, he felt like an ass. Yeah. Explaining to, I said, well, I'm Jewish. Well, I don't even know what words you're using, you know. Yeah. So did that affect you in any kind of bigger way, or it was just kind of your eyes open to the world? Yeah, it did. Right, it stuck with me enough now that I'm still remembering it. I remember the room, remember the house, I remember the. I mean, I remember thinking, "This is, uh, oh, this is what they mean when they talk about anti-Semitism." I hadn't experienced anti-Semitism. I'd seen swastikas. I'd heard about them being painted. I'd heard. About it, but I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I hadn't experienced it personally. Firsthand, interesting. All right, so like eighteen. So we fast forward beyond high school. You go, you come back, you go do all whatever you do in life, and then now you're out there, kind of as an adult. You know, you pay your own bills. You have whatever it is. Pay my bills. What are you talking about? So you have bills. Someone else pays them. Someone pays them. Is there is there a moment that as an adult you found that you really connected to an idea of, uh, of being Jewish or is there a moment, maybe your wedding or maybe, yeah, right. you, you know, saying, you know, I'm going to continue to be Jewish and, and yeah. identify myself as a Jew. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because I came back and again, continue, I moved around, but I was back in Minnesota after school and I just naturally, I went to Michigan, tons of Jews, came back to the U, lots of Jews, um, stayed all my friends were Jewish in high in college. Did Hebrew, took Hebrew in college. Mm-hmm. Came back here, started working at the Jew Fed, right at the Federation, doing social activities for Jews, yeah. young adults. So my life just became, and I became almost like a token Jew, where people. I mean, I realized, yeah, in probably my twenties, that. Maybe it was looking back on it that I didn't have to do a lot of make a lot of effort. I just was kind of culturally I was doing things, but I wasn't practicing that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't keep kosher, no real interest. Yeah. Go to synagogue on the high holidays, not Saturdays. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I would if I had children. It was an if then. If I had children, I would raise them the way I was raised, and we would go to services, and they would be. They would do everything I do, yeah. even her and Ramah, which is, looking back, fairly conservative for my family. Yeah. You know, we belong to a conservative synagogue, but we would never have kept kosher or kept Shabbat, like a Ramah type yeah. thing, studied the Hebrew, you know. Yeah. So, but I knew that my kids would, just, even if I didn't care about it for myself. Why is that? Why Why do you want... Oh, wow. Well, we can get onto that in the next question yeah, okay. how you pass it down, but is there... Like, why? But is there a moment that, that, like, when you came back, was there something that you were standing in the in the Federation office and you're like, Gosh, this, is I... a, this is a moment that I have become, that, I, that, that stands out in your mind that, like, this is, this is being Jewish to me. This is a moment in time well, where... Well, when I took on the job of sending kids to Israel, I mean, a moment, it was more how much must had impacted me and how important it was for me that kids went to Israel in any program to get connected to Israel. Israel became kind of a centerpiece of my 20s. Okay. Of how important it was. And the more I did 
the more I even learned about Israel through my job, yeah. the more I realized why it was so important to me and probably is connected to why it's so important to keep the Jewish legacy. But Israel itself became kind of the most important thing what to me. What was it that, about Israel? That- um, I would say that during the Holocaust, when afterwards we had a place to go, and that because we have Israel, we will always have a place to go. That was what became... Yeah. The centerpiece for me of Israel, we there's not a Jew in this in the world that doesn't have a place to go now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I read I don't know if you saw the article that like 47 percent of the Jewish population lives in Israel. That's interesting. So it's almost getting to be the fact that it's yeah it's this 50 it's almost a 50 50 divide of diaspora diaspora versus mm-hmm. yeah 50 percent in New York yeah yeah. Kind of. 37%. Yeah. I don't, um, well, then I moved to New York, and that was like, Israel for days, Jews for days, yeah. everything. Well, and Israel, I mean, I can get into, like, uh, it being closed on Saturdays and not Sundays. Yeah. And, you know, the things that I think are amazing about it, but at the end of the day, it was this, it was a deeper importance of, we feel safe because of Israel. Yeah. We can, there can be unrest anywhere, and we have a place to get people to. There will always be unrest. Right. Somewhere. Yes. And go to Israel. And there will always be Jews saving Jews from it. Yeah. It's called Jaffe. There's this um, hilarious, like, one of those black-bordered um, things that says, like, inspiration. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. There was one that said, like, had all these pictures of Jewish airplanes, and then it had, like, Jews, not so easy to fuck with anymore. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's kind of a... I want that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so then awesome. how do we how do we pass... So, like you said, you're going to raise yeah. your, your she kid. Yeah, she has a choice. I mean, as, and as a mother of two other kids, I mean, you are stepmomming some other kids. I mean, yeah. you have to be, yeah. you're helping mm-hmm. to, to push oh, yeah. them down a yeah. Jewish path. I mean, are the other kids in, that are going to college and high school, they're in the same idea of, like, mm-hmm. in Jewish communities, identifying themselves. Yeah, and they're very different in it, too. It's been interesting to watch how one did the more traditional, I don't even want to say traditional anymore, it's not even the right word, but did the Jewish uh, youth groups, and he's in the fraternity at this, you know, ZBT at this college and whatever, Um, and then my youngest stepson has been more, um, more on the cusp, but still really into, like, he joined Jewish Hazamir Choir, and it was more like a spiritual... Mm-hmm. Um, less youth group, less social, okay. but still has that. It's important to him. But asked, he's this. He's the what's the, the four. The wise son. The, he's not the wise. He's a, what is why? What does all this mean to you? Right? Kind of the kind of, <laughs> but like yeah. explain it. Yeah. You know why am I doing this? He'll do the like. Do I have to? Yeah. Yes. So what do you say to him? Yes. If you, why? In, What's your why? I don't have to give you a why until you're in the in the world, and then you can do whatever you want. Okay. We give a why. But yeah. it's mainly like, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do it once you can make decisions for yourself and you live outside of our house. So what are you going to do with her? Uh, she's going to do every single thing mom did. <laughs> she is. She will. She can decide. She doesn't like it, but she's going to try it. Yeah. And Brian actually went to Ramah, didn't like it, and ended up. He went. He was forced, yeah. so that's a problem. He yeah. didn't like it. Um, but it doesn't matter because she's going to go, yeah. and she can then say she doesn't like it. But if she's my kid, she's going to 
Well, she's going to be every... She's going to go so I can at least visit that year, and then... Did you give to the new Nivo cabins? No. It's all gone. Nobody even asked. It's all... The the Giva is done. What? It's all gone. What? Yeah. I'll show you a video. I never... Do you know I didn't do Nivo? Right. Is that weird? I didn't go. Nivo. You just gave up. No, I came back on staff. I went... Shofim Bogrim Mahon. Okay. Skip Nivo. I don't know what I did. I think I worked at Olami. And then I don't... Or something. We worked at Tico as a... As a... Didn't GC. I was not Nivo. I was Nivo 97, and everyone thinks I was there. Yeah. For sure. People know what role I was in the play. But I was not at Nivo. Really? Mm-hmm. Paul died the year before. Yeah. And I just was like, mm, skipping it. Skipping it. Mm-hmm. Took a year off. Went back on staff for two years. Yeah. So I, like, any- don't care. Nivo... N- Nigiva means nothing. To wow, me. isn't that weird? I was gonna say you can. I have way sign. other places I care about. Mm-hmm. Like the garbage trail. Mm, I love the garbage trail. <laughs> I do a lot of garbaging. <laughs> is there anything else that you have to say about identifying as a Jew and being Jewish? I mean, is there anything? Is it challenging for you to no. to be Jewish? Are you worried? I mean, you know, I had a talking? weird experience after that whole. Uh, what was it out east that was crazy with the Nazis? The, the, yeah, the, the whole... Depot march or whatever? Yeah, whatever that crazy shit was. Yeah. I had experiences where I was in my car. I was pregnant. Okay. And I was driving my car, and I got scared whenever I saw... I mean, it was crazy, but certain... I was probably profiling. But, like, someone with just a bald head scared... My husband has a bald head, so yeah. that would be a problem. But, like, someone with a bald head driving in a truck, I, got, I would get, like, scared. Yeah. I, and it was the first time I ever thought... We could be in danger for being Jews. Yeah. I've never felt that. It was kind of scary to feel that way. Packing up and going to Israel. I got really emotional over, like, bringing a child into an anti-Semitic world, but it's always been there. It's just people are feeling comfortable, which doesn't make me feel better. Yeah. You know? So then we just, what, why do we do it? We do it. Yeah. Because we have to, we're responsible to continue the legacy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if they can, if people can do it without food, water, and air, yeah, and beds, I think we can do it in our comfortable times. Yeah, you know. Well, I just want to get back real quick before we get too far away and wrap it up. What was it about Mus? And did you go to Europe and go to any mm-hmm. like March of the Living stuff, nope. or was it just Mus that really? I mean, I informed went... your like Judaism as an adolescent. Mus. It's crazy how much it did. It solidified. I don't think it... For, I always said this when I was recruiting kids, too, that I did all of the Jewish um, education and upbringing, and Mus was the kind of natural progression, but it also solidified my identity and my belief in, in my relationship with Israel. And so it was kind of just the next logical step yeah. to creating a, a stronger bond with Israel. Yeah. Right? That's all. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for sleeping, Goldie. Yeah, she's. This is what she does. Good. Not for long. I know. <laughs> I keep putting her down places and being like, it's so nice that she's where I left her. <laughs> Not for you long. Know, I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.